The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that two armadillos are very, very sad that this is our last Dragon Reread podcast, while one armadillo is very eager to move on after five years of this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can get access to episodes a day early and find out how you can give us your dollars for some sweet merch, check us out at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 48 through the end of The Eye of the World again. Previously, with the band safely reunited, minus a pair of conspicuously absent mustaches, they decide it's time to hurl themselves into certain death yet again. This time, they go to the Ways, a place no one should ever go because blah, 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 unbelievably dangerous, blah, 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 lots of soul insanity. I mean, who has time to read all the fi- fine print, right? <laughs> anyway, Loyal leads them on another nightmare voyage, and they narrowly escape with Machin Shin on their heels, whispering sweet madness in their ears. They make a pit stop in Faldar for an exposition dump before setting <laughs> their sights on the next nightmare show of horrors, the Blight. <laughs> it's like Agomar is sitting there like, okay, you can learn the backstories of up to two characters. Which two do you choose? <laughs> and they're like, Lan and Patafane. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, like, come on. They're, they're like, we know where the Two Rivers kids are from, right? Right, yeah. And Maureen, eh, you know, she's fine, but like, come on, Lan. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 48, The Blight. Icon of The Blight. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. So they cross the border into The Blight. Uh, th- there's a bit here about how the Borderlands are set up with these signal mirrors and towers, which I, th- I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, they had these neat. steel mirrors set up, you know, at periodic intervals. And I think w- this doesn't really come into play ever again until, like, the last book or something. I feel like it's in the last... Did they even use them in the last book? Or... Yeah, there's a whole thing about how the, the signal mirrors, like, are, are signaling that one of the places has fallen or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's really thing. neat. Yeah. Uh, Agomar has led the Faldaran lances to Tarwin's Gap, and all the people of Faldar have headed south because they expect to lose the, the soldiers at Tarwin's Gap. It's super dramatic, but not our problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, because we're going the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Intar uh, is escorting them, though, and he is super salty about the fact that he's on escort duty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, eh, I don't get to fight any Trollocs, but. He also, like, seems to sort of question what they're doing. Like, hey, so, uh, what you doing in the Blight? And they're like, you know, business. You sure? You sure I can't come with you? Uh-huh. I have a feeling he's reporting back to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a little sus. Yeah. Yes. It is hot in the Blight. Oh, God, it reminded me of last time I was in Houston. <laughs> it's exactly. I was like, this is like a Houston, Texas summer. Yeah. I know, like, they're, I think the specific thing is, like, it's like breathing through a wool blanket soaked in hot water. It's like... Yes, I know exactly how that feels. It's called Houston, Texas. Uh, we were recording this at the beginning of summer, and uh, if you're in Houston listening to this, check us out at armadillo.club for how you can join our Patreon. And please, please, get out, you know? <laughs> you don't have to stay. Uh, it's, it's all messed up in the blight. Everything wants to kill him. Uh, Lane is like, don't touch anything. And he mentions this, like, some of the stuff they were into, like, there's something called a stick, capital S. I, I love that. Like, <laughs> there's this horrible monster, and it looks like a stick. What do we call it? 
a steak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Later on, you see these monsters? They're giant worms. What do we call them? Worms. <laughs> Borderlanders, man. They're just like, this is Borderlander stuff. It reminded me of one of the last books in the series. It may have been the very last book when they're going through the blight and some guy like walks over and pokes a tree of oh, blood. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Too <laughs> stupid to live. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, I'm surprised he made it to the blight. Right? <laughs> this is why we don't touch that. You know, like it's good to have a, a, a it's always good to have a, uh, what's it, Goofy Gus or whatever the guy is, right? <laughs> yeah. You keep one of those around. That's actually a borderlander tactic. You keep a dumb guy around. <laughs> wander around and, and trigger all the traps. That's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, they're, the trees want to eat you. Uh-huh. I like it. <laughs> this, this, I don't know, it feels like a very Robert Jordan moment where Rand is all like, gosh, it seems like even the trees want to eat us. And Rand's like, they do. And then he sees the trees like eat, a, eat another monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like another monster that it eats. You know? yeah. Another weird creature in the blight. Uh, they camp out by uh, Malkir mm-hmm. uh, with all the lakes and the seven broken towers. Did we? I forget. Did we make this joke the first time? Do we call them Lana Lakes? No, I don't think I so. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah that would Lana Lakes. Yeah, yeah, Lana Lakes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like I like lakes. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I just remember making the joke about it's basically Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything wants to kill you. Yeah. And it's hot. Oh my gosh, things, things. Speaking of things that want to kill you, though, that thing in the fucking water. Uh huh. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, right. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's like a tentacle covered in arms with hands on them or something yeah it's it's so freaky also a stinger and it's like way too big to be in such a small body of water Mm -hmm. Mm. terrifying awesome i love it (laughs) yeah uh maureen hides them with uh with magic and i questioned this light magic Mm -hmm. why is that because she says it's a simple thing just bending the light to go around us so that you can't see our campsite Mm -hmm. but if there's no light coming into the campsite they would wouldn't be able to see it'd be pitch black Uh right well, she has to. She actually casts a second spell that takes the light that is bent around it and duplicates it into the interior, so you can see the exterior. And it also generates light. What about the light that they're emitting? Uh, that is reflected off the interior, uh, which is then absorbed and then used to fuel the spell. Okay, nerds. There's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of energy, but there's, it's very efficient. It's yeah. a, good, a good close system. Nobody does this again, I think, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is another one. Like, like it's it's interesting. Uh, I feel like the blight this time around is has way more character than the blight later in the books. Like, there's there's definitely like weird creatures later in the books, but this is like everything they see is weird and unique. You know, mm-hmm. you mean the blight written by Robert Jordan versus the blight written by. Someone else. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, you know, it's fine. Uh, Egwene talks about how excited she is for all of them to go to Tarvalon together and how they'll all be friends. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's sort of like, you know, all your friends are going to go to college together and stay friends forever. Yeah, that's exactly how that happens, right? right. And Egwene says she's going to make Rand her warder. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's like, no, no, I'm going to find some fuckboy instead. I mean, no, I, I, I mean... She probably would have been better off if Rand had been her warder, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, Nynaeve and Lan have the talk. That, yeah. You know, is... Lan, Lan can't get with her because he's too cool, right? His job's too important. Mm. I yeah. thought it was sweet. I think it is a sweet scene, you know? And, and, and definitely sad, you know? Lan turns her down and Nynaeve cries. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Rand, Rand, Rand witnesses the whole thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chapter 49. The Dark One stirs. Icon of the Blight. They head off in the morning, and the Blight gets really real now. Yeah, this before they were just like in the kind of Blight, but now they're like in the Blight Blight. Like, yeah, right. Before it was just like, you know, Blight adjacent. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> 
Uh, Lan does all sorts of badass stuff. <laughs> rides off. I, I mean, another great Robert Jordan moment, right? Lan rides off and they hear a monster scream. And then scream even angrier. And then scream all afraid now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lan comes back with his sword all bloody. Yep. Yeah, with acid blood, you know? Got him. Mm. Yep. Uh, and this is the point where a tree, they see a tree eat something. Mm-hmm. And then something that's like a bear with... Like bonus legs and claws attacks them, mm-hmm. and then from there it's just like it's it's just on the blight just chaos, totally yeah. attacks in in every sense. Yeah, despite Moraine's presence, it's they, a really charming neighborhood. You got to say, you know. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, they hack their way through uh, until everything goes quiet because the worms are after them. Uh, you know, like sandworms. You know, like dude. That's a d- yeah. yeah like I was gonna dude. say that's a dude thing, right? Yeah, but okay. you know, time is a wheel. And tremors. It's Tremors, right, yeah. yeah also the, Tremors. The famous adaptation of Dune. <laughs> and Beetlejuice, the parody of, <laughs> yeah. of Dune. Uh, the, the worms scare everything away, and they're running for the worms, uh, and it's looking like they're not going to make it. Uh, they're preparing to die, uh, when suddenly they find the green man. They do. They're in his green man paradise garden. He greets them very interestingly. Uh, he calls Perrin, both brother, which we get. Yeah. And he calls Rand a child of the dragon and wonders if he's returning, uh, was it return to the first covenant because of the way he's dressed? Yeah. Which is an Aiel thing, right? Yeah. Yes. So he, he thinks he's an Aiel, child of the dragon, and he's asked if he's returned to the first covenant, which is, I think, what was what they were before they were Aiel. Yeah, that was when they were, that was the, like the way of the leaf. Kind right. Of, or the proto way of the leaf. Where because they, the way, he, he, because he's dressed like a, you know, like a normie as opposed to like an Aiel. Right. He's not wearing the cat and sore. Yeah, I just think it's an in- interesting that we get an al- allusion to that this early in the series. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but he agrees to take them to the Eye of the World. And the Green Man is really cool. I love he the Green is. Man. He's like a plant dude. Yeah, he's, he's half again as tall as Loyal, so he's mm-hmm. huge. And, and he's just, just walking around making plants grow. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes are made of walnuts, I think they said, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. Chapter 50, Meetings at the Eye, Icon of the Avenisaur Leaf. The green man uh, takes them through the, his magical garden to the eye of the world. Yeah, this 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 scene, like rereading it, I, all I could think was like, I'm really bummed they they skipped this because this in in this TV series because this is such like a like I would love to have seen this on on the screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, the green man and just like the garden, the way it's just, it could have been a really gorgeous shot. You yeah, know? And, and where it all leads up to eventually finding the, the things that are hidden inside the, the eye of the world and the whole idea that they were hidden there 3,000 years ago by people who all like died to create it. Mm-hmm. And those people didn't even know what it was for. They just knew that it was important. Yeah. It's super epic. It is. Yeah. Uh, Matt asks the green man to see Avendisora and the green man gives Rand a look and I was like, Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Another kind of like hint about the future stuff. have it. Yep. And the Green Man has been protecting the Eye of the World since the breaking for 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not his original purpose, right? He's just like a garden guy or something. Yeah, I think there used to be more of him and yeah. then he was just the last one. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? Uh, it's a great moment here. The first thing that happens when they get to the Eye of the World, Matt kicks a rocket to it just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, there's this, you know, a hundred Aes Sedai died to create this, and we, I've been protecting it for a thousand, a thousand years, and he just kicks a rock into it <laughs> yeah, just right. to see what happens. A single imperfection would ruin the. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the rock does something crazy, like expands and then like poofs out of existence. Yeah. But like, you know what my explanation of this? Hmm. This is like the 
the power, the true source that is like behind everything, the power that sort of connects everything in the whole world. And when the rock goes into it, it gets returned to the, the power, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good, like the power creates, the, gives form to everything, and this is the opposite effect, where the, the rock loses its form and just becomes power again. You know? So you think you could make more by putting things in the pool? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it was created by 100 Aes Sedai, right? So what if you right. throw a few more Aes Sedai in there? Just, you know, <laughs> oh you know? my god. Worth a try, I can name a few we could do with that. Just curious, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah so it's a huge pool of liquid Sidon. Uh, liquefied natural site in for right. you energy industry nerds. Right. <laughs> and it's, it was created at great cost by the ancient Aes Sedai. Let's see. Apparently, as we know now, it was specifically so Rand could win this fight. Well, I'm not sure they knew exactly what it was for when they created it. Well, yeah, but the yeah, pat- yeah. I'm saying the patterns oh, right, right. that they didn't know. Yeah, that's a lot of Aes Sedai just for this fight, right? Yeah, so that he could win this fight with Agonor, uh-huh. which on the one hand seems kind of petty, but on the other hand, like, Rand is guaranteed to meet a Forsaken at some point. The first Forsaken he meets, he's not going to be prepared. So they give him, you know, this, this big leg Magical up. Magical umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, speaking of, like, it's funny because they, they go to the eye and they're like, oh, this is great. And Moran's like, okay, we're done. Let's go. And, like, <laughs> that, she's just like, I don't know. I didn't have a plan. I was just going to throw yeah. some Tavra into this thing and see yeah. what happens, right? <laughs> yeah. And it works. And what happens is they're ambushed by some Forsaken, you yeah. know? Agador and Balthamel. Ah. Now, these are pretty low-tier Forsaken, right? And, well, with a really? very high... So? Uh, now, Agador is, to me, literally the most frightening of all of them, except maybe Semiraj, because Agador is the one whose fucked-up mind created all that fucked-up shit. That's right. Yeah. yeah. True. He's the like, inventor. He's, like, kind of... He's been hassling them the whole time because he made all the Trollocs and the Mirdral and the yeah. Drakkar and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, he even made the golem, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He made, he made all this stuff, and and you know he does okay in the fight, right? He doesn't do bad. No. Okay, but what about Balthamel? Okay, yeah. I think Balthamel's kind of like the forsaken fuckboy, right? Yeah, that's D tier. Yeah, that's it's really bad. He's like he's got a, a leather mask. mask on? Yeah, yeah, leather mask that looks like a kid's face or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, didn't they say at some point that Balthamel was sort of a. He was literally a fuckboy, like he's a playboy who liked to have sex or whatever. Yeah, I think so. And, but, but of course, he was the closest to the surface of the prison, so his, the time has ravaged him and made him all super hideous or whatever, so he wears a crazy mask now. Yeah. For the three pages these. <laughs> <laughs> and Balthamel's the one who, beco- who is turned into, uh, what's her name? The, the woman, right? Someone with an H. Yes. Halima. Uh, Halima. Yeah, Halima. That's Asengar and Asengar. Yeah. I think that's Asengar. I don't know. Yeah, but, but who, who does Agonor become? Dashiva. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The the uh, Black Tower guy who's yeah, always the, talking like to himself. The, the, the super evil crazy guy that everybody just ignores he's and he like stands in the corner. rocking on his heels and muttering to himself. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's just a shooting. He just does that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, anyway, they show up and they say they found them because they followed Matt. Uh-huh. I didn't catch that before because they followed his evil dagger. Yep. Yep, that was the Come on, the man. Uh, uh, they also, by the way, mentioned that Ishmael is free. So this is kind of a big hint about the identity of uh, oh, Balsamon. That's, that's true. That's a good point. They're like, oh, it's us and Ishmael, you know? Yeah, yeah so. and that, that would explain it. That, or that, that could explain it if you were looking for those clues. Yeah. Uh, I really like this idea that they were trapped closer to the surface than anybody else. And so time, they've been like... I don't know, they haven't been asleep or whatever, they've just been stuck there forever and, mm-hmm. and now they're extra super crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really it's cool stuff. Yeah. But also, how do they speak common? 
right? As so, opposed to the old tongue? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe they could listen. about the way language is <laughs> Maybe they could listen? Yeah, right. Maybe they could like, hear people talking? They, they just popped out, right? Like this week, at least? Uh, mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe they are speaking the old tongue, because once again, Emmons Fielders... No, it's true. Oh, that's right. ...the old tongue, yeah, and Moraine would point. know it. Right, yeah, yeah. And Land probably would, too. Speaking of, that's that's how things start off. Land just charges them. Yeah, get them, Land. That's yeah. his job. And yeah. they just swat him like a bug. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Nynaeve charges them. Yeah, and well, there's, there's a bit right there where Land hesitates, right? Uh, Land charges... Like, he's going after them, and, there's a, and he has to decide whether he's going to protect Moraine or Nynaeve, and he hesitates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's no deal. She messed with his job. She screwed it up. That's <laughs> true. He's, he doesn't have the edge anymore. But yes, he gets swatted like a bug. And then Balthamel, I think it is, tortures Nynaeve for a while. Yeah, because she charges him. She's like, oh, well, oh, Land did it. I'm gonna... So she runs at him. Hell yeah. Okay. Gonna, like, as soon as Land did that, Nynaeve was going to do it. Yeah, she's just going to go punch him in the face or whatever. And yeah, yeah. yeah, with her belt knife. And then Egwene tries to charge him. <laughs> and he's like, fuck this. No, he just like grabs her. You know, yeah, come, right, on. Yeah. come on, this is not working. And then Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt and Perrin charges yep. them. But this is this is two rivers folk right here. Yeah, yeah. they're like try face with for a second. You know, it's like let's go pounce them. And mm-hmm. Rand is like, I'll be over here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just gonna collect some data first before I jump in here. Yeah. But, but the green man gets Balthamel while all of this is happening. Yeah, and it's a very uh, cordyceps kind of moment thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Balthamel is trying to burn him. Uh, but he he yeah he squeezes he him. Funguses him. Yeah, yeah, he erupts into death's yeah, he, head. He fills yeah. him full of all sorts of growing things that that grow in the dark and turns him into a, a fungus. Sounds thing. like a suitably horrible way to die. Yeah, yeah it awful. really does. Uh, Balthamel deserved it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bad guy. Also, bottom tier for a second. Uh-huh. Was he a bad guy? What did he do that was so bad? Uh, I mean, he did try and torture Nynaeve. He did torture Nynaeve. And, 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 okay. and I think he mentioned that he had his pleasures were no longer that of like. He, I, I like to think of Balthamel sort of like he's a. He's like the sex pervert for a he, second. He, right? he's, <laughs> he's like a Cenobite, right? Where he's like, oh, I like pleasure and pain. Yeah, you that's, know? that's what he's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like a Cenobite. Yeah, he's like Fornicus. I just yeah. feel like he didn't get enough of, you know, a platform there to make his case. I totally agree. He, yeah. he I think that if I was to make a list, and I'm about to, of the Forsaken <laughs> that didn't get enough screen time. It would be Balthamel, yeah. and it would be uh, Belal the Netweaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. forgot about that guy. Everyone yeah. always forgets about Belal. You guys even know what book that guy's from? No. no I, I remember that he's the one that Maureen killed with uh, Balefire, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. Like, <laughs> it was like, I got the wheat, and just like, bam, right in the side of the head. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, think of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the green man dies also, and... Uh, so does Balthamel. And Balthamel's death is so fucked up that even Agnor is grossed out by it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm 3,000 years old. I've never seen anything that bad. <laughs> I have to say, this this scene always makes me a little sad just because, like, the Green Man is the last of this, like, this, like legendary creatures that, mm-hmm. you know, came in, you know, and that that clearly had kind of, like, a really positive impact on the world. And this, in this moment, it's just like... He turns into an oak tree, and that's it. You know? Well, yeah. it's very, very moving yeah. at the end. I thought so, too. I think yeah. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. And Moraine then engages Agenor. Yeah, she's run out of Tavarain to throw out the problem. So she's like, all right, I guess it's, <laughs> yeah. guess it's so, my time. Uh, and this is, she can, can she kill him? Because she can... Clearly kill. not. Well, I, no, sorry. Oh, sorry, like, in terms the, of the three of Yes, because oh. he is, he's shadows. He's, he's not, not the shadow, shadow spawn. But he has creature of the shadow and he is actively attacking them. Right? I guess it's a defense of her life. That's true. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, she goes at him and then everybody else books it. Time to run away. 
Because that's the first time they've done a smart thing in this book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moraine starts screaming and everyone everyone runs. Presumably there's some sort of like zany chase music playing when they all scatter. Chapter 51, Against the Shadow. Icon of the Heron Mark Sword. Uh, Agonor comes after Ran and corners him at the edge of a cliff. Yeah, he finds an appropriately dramatic cliff to face Agonor on. You yep. know? And Agonor talks a real big game about he has dreams beyond mortals and faces loose there in one time in the Hall of the Servants, but I like he, he's about to get got by a farm boy. Yeah, I, I was like, this guy's like he talks a big game, but this guy's a scrub, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I they talk about him being one of the most powerful Forsaken, which I had totally forgotten was a thing mm-hmm. as he gets got real fast. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, in desperation, Rand. Uh, seizes the power like I guess they're all drinking the eye of the world through a straw mm-hmm. and uh, Agonor has a straw and Rand gets a straw too and they start struggling <laughs> over the power <laughs> I'm drinking our milkshake <laughs> I'm drinking your milkshake <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're, they're a big power struggle and I think that Rand wins this is interesting so it, when, he, when he takes the power for himself he teleports and it's not like traveling like later in the book he's just one place and then he isn't. Right, yeah. Which this, I thought was interesting. Uh, There's no portal. Traveling. Yeah, he just appears somewhere. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in the middle of a Trollic battle. I guess that's the one that the yeah. um, other people are currently fighting, the right? The one in Tarwin's Gap. Tarwin's yeah. Gap, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and it, right before he teleports away, he sees some fire coming out of uh, Iganor's mouth. Yeah. Which is supposed to be bad, I guess, although we've seen Balsman do that all the time. I know, when the fire came out of his mouth the first time, I was like, yeah, let's just think, let's just think for sick and do sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, Rand teleports to Tarwin's Gap and throws yeah. kind of a wizard temper tantrum. Yeah, the, the way the power works in this whole chapter is different from how it's ever described again. Agreed. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like the, the tube leading off into infinity or whatever that you can cut. You know, I, I wonder if that's just a special feature of the Eye of the World or yeah. if it's, uh, if it, you know. The, the system evolved as the yeah, books yeah. went on. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's at Tarwin's Gap. Uh, and he doesn't know where he is, but he looks one way and he sees a bunch of humans, and he looks the other way and sees a bunch of not humans, uh, and he knows just what to do. <laughs> yes, he does. He blasts them all with lightning and fire and thunder. And this is the moment that I that I always remember: the all caps voice. Mm-hmm. This disembodied voice talks to him, and who is yeah. it? I don't think we ever find out for sure, right? They they indicate it's Balsamon. Is it? Because he's yelling at Balsamon. Oh, you think so? Because I thought it was the creator. I was, yeah, I was like, is this creator? Is this like the destiny? Is this, is this Luz Theron's like voice in his head? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen again until the dark one talks at the Mm -hmm. end of the books. Right. Uh, So this is, maybe it's the dark one. I guess it could be. (laughs) Yeah. But he hears the voice, the all caps voice summoning him away. So he's, he's done mopping up this uh, Shadow Spawn army Hmm. and he climbs up to Baal office in person this time. Yeah. Or Ishmael, you know, cosplaying as the Dark One, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of silly if you, you know, if you know where, the, where, where this ends up, it's a little silly. But this it, is what, it's know. very silly, actually, yeah. yes. All this Baalzaman stuff, it's very theatrical, you know? Yeah, it is. So they have a, a debate about who trapped who. Like, I tracked you down. No, I trapped you. No, I tracked down your trap. No, I trapped you. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is the bit about Jane Farshire that we talked about before. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh, I had Jane Farshire go to the Ogier and, you know plan a story. So. Right, yeah. I meant to do that. Yeah. And, yeah, Balsamon said he, he planted all those things to summon him to the eye of the world. And this is... 
like, how did this all work? Because the, the Eye of the World was created, under my theory, for the specific purpose of letting Rand beat Agonor because he would get in a struggle with Agonor and Agonor would over-channel and kill himself. That was the purpose. But that wouldn't have happened unless Baal had told him to go to the Eye of the World in the first place. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, prophecy and stuff, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a little a little wobbly. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. And then Balzaman has some more, you know, join me or die, and then you, know, you will join me anyway stuff. He shows him his mom being tortured, which is very, very Not rude. Not cool. Yeah. And, and that was really the, that was the tipping point, right? He shouldn't have did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That made Rand very upset. And then he turns Although, the power into a sword. do you think this is really Rand's mom? Uh, no. No, I kind of think not. I mean, it could be, right? Because the mm-hmm. Lord of the Grave thing, right? Well, remember like, what happens? Like, he, but Rand freaks out and, like, burns the, away the mirror that are torturing her. And she goes, thank you. And, like, you know, like... Returns to the light or something? I can't... I keep thinking of those little, those, like, POWs in the game Metal Slug. And, <laughs> thank you! And run off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. But so, would that have happened if it was just some kind of illusion? Did Balzon make that happen? That's a good question. To just, you know, just add a little, like... And she talks about how the, the Lord of Shadows has a honeyed tongue. Was she a dark friend? Oh, shit. Oh, really? Huh, maybe. Mm. Did Tam kill her? Oh, Wait, my God, right? Do we, we don't know. Yeah, we don't we, know anything about what happened to her, right? Died. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of implies that she that she made a deal with the Dark One or something like that. that or got <sighs> talked into it somehow. I didn't think about that. I guess it's possible and that would explain why the dark because the dark one has her soul because it doesn't seem right that the dark one would just have everybody's soul all the time and could torture everybody's soul all right head cannon <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah a secret dark friend but then Rand oh. makes a, a giant sword out of, of light capital l light light uh and doesn't even have a sword fight with the time just chops balzaman's dark energy rope yeah, mm-hmm. it's a umbilical of shadow to match Rand's umbilical of light yeah, for some so, reason. Okay, I mean, I'm probably thinking about this too much, but if the umbilical is specifically the power that comes from the eye of the world, is uh-huh. there a dark eye of the world? The yeah. <laughs> eye of the shadow world. I mean, maybe, it's yeah. It's the anus of the world. <laughs> oh, the butt of the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, yeah. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It all comes full circle. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the rope... He severs that rope, which causes uh, Balzaman to get fried. Yeah, and he blasts him, and then he burns the room that he's in. And uh, it's with a fire that's hotter than the sun, and one can only assume that Rand is having some sort of fever hallucination, because I'm pretty sure none of this affects Balzaman at all in the future, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Balzaman is just fine. He's just fireproof most of the time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but all this is sort of allegorical, right? What is, is this stuff really literally happening? Is this an actual place? Like, the office is made of, like, faces of people that don't like Balsamon, right? Well, we know that Ishmael slash Morden had this thing of creating, like, pocket dimensions where he would just hang out. So I think that's probably what this oh, is. Maybe that's what this is. Okay. And he burns it away. But if that's true, then they were in that, I mean, some kind of, something like real, right? I don't yeah. Know. It's, it's, yeah, it's very vague, because Rand doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, true. He just got a sword and started hacking. Chapter 52. There is neither beginning nor end, like under the oven sword leaf. Rand wakes up in a pile of burnt Aganor. Yeah, this is like the world's wildest bender. He wakes up in a pile of human remains with, a, <laughs> with like a hangover that could kill a god, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is why you don't mainline the one power. <laughs> Every Aes Sedai novice knows this. Uh, he is convinced that he has killed the Dark One. Yeah. He brushes Aganor off his shirt, throws, off, throws up off a cliff, and then, yeah, takes stock of the situation. I, like, I guess I killed the devil. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure I just killed the devil. Be super happy about it for a few seconds. That's yeah. what happens when you drink pure Sidon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, He's like, oh, no, I still got the sword. Tim Althor is definitely still my father. And <laughs> right. I am Rand. He remembers his name. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. And then I have some friends. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me go figure right. out what's going on with them. He staggers over to find Egwene and the others. Uh, and he, he tells them the story and admits that he channeled. Yeah. And uh, it's very sad because that, that means their relationships can never be the same again. Yep. And Maureen's like, Booyah called it. I knew you were the one. Yeah. Uh, because of the thing with Bella. And I just thought this was kind of lame because, like, what? We're going to attribute all Bella's victories to Rand now? Come on. <laughs> Bella, true. horse of legend. You she know, could have run all night. She didn't need this. <laughs> yeah, can't we just give a horse a win for once? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Rand says he'll just avoid channeling forever. Yep. Which, uh, that'll work as long as he doesn't, I mean, get killed by the channeling sickness, I suppose. Yeah, I, I wonder. Because, uh, you know, he the, the taint is there, right? But there's nothing that's inherently poisoning him without it, right? Yeah. yeah. Moraine also says that she suspected he was the one because the coin was supposed to make him suggestible and it didn't work on him. Wow, that's fucked up, right? Moraine! So you're telling me this coin is... Not exactly compulsion, but not exactly not compulsion. <laughs> right, yeah, this is... Isn't compulsion super legal? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only something that dark friends... Like, yeah, use? generally, yeah, All yeah. kinds of, of evil, right? Definitely dark side stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Hmm, Moraine. Yeah. Anyway, the others return with their quest loot. Yes. <laughs> Uh, first of all, a destroyed seal made of Quindalar. Maureen says that the Age of Legends, it was only used for the greatest purpose, which cracked me up because later on, what? Egwene... Yeah, yeah. That's not true. Yeah, well, I mean, especially later when Egwene used it to start her Etsy shop, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, she, she turns that whole harbor chain into Quindalar, uh-huh. just to, like, prove a point. Yeah, yeah. They were like, Quindalar, only used for, like... But they the- also, they, they find all sorts of, like, teacups and stuff made out of uh-huh. it, right? Yeah, absolutely. BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then, of course, they find the Horn of Valir, legendary Terangriel, right? I guess, probably. Yeah, I guess that's what it would be, a Terangriel. They never say that about that, do they? I don't think so. I'm not sure well, they talk much about Terangriel at all in this book, Is actually. it a Terangriel? Because Matt uses it, so it doesn't have to be used by somebody yeah, for definitely channeling. definitely falls into that category. No, yeah. ter- Terangriel don't always have require channeling. Oh, They're, they don't? Yeah, some of them are things that just anyone can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be what they would call it. I guess but, so, yeah. A really famous one, I suppose. Yeah. I, I bet they're, at this point, there are just a bunch of horn hunt- hunters kicking themselves that they knew that you know was sitting here this whole time, you know? You know, it's always seemed to me about these books that they sure talk a big deal about the Horn of Valir, but they never really establish what it is and why everybody's so into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like, you know, summons heroes or whatever, right? Yeah, right. But it's, but it's this great legend, I guess, that everybody's looking for or something. I don't feel like that was really well established. Yeah. And then Maureen says, well, we need to get this to Ilian. Does it ever actually make it to Ilian? I don't think so. I was thinking right? about this. Like, it, so there's the, I think, it ends up in Tarvalon, right? Right, like yeah. In, it a, goes, in well, a storeroom in Tarvalon. Well, yeah. where it needs to be is actually Falm, right? That's where it gets used the first time? Yeah. By Matt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think maybe, maybe that's one of those mistranslated legends or something that it has to be, you know, on the Southern Ocean or something. And Ilian oh. just, Ilianers just think that means it has to be in Ilian. Yeah, I was wondering why it was supposed to be in Ilian or everybody uh, thinks it would. That's where the horn hunters are always originating, you know? I mean, but sure. Did, did she just want to show it off? Like, check it out, we found it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> Maureen just said, she picks it up and she just says this must be carried to Ilian, but it's not explained. Yeah, but it never does go to Ilian, does it? Mm. I don't think so, because it gets stolen, I think, right? It gets uh, yeah. stolen by Padden Fane along with right. the and then Tarvalon, and then, and then 
Fayil comes and gets it, and it gets stolen uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, and then Matt blows it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Over blows it later. Oh yeah, and then Over blows it. Yeah. Over becomes a new horn blower. Yeah. Because Matt dies so many times, and eventually Horn's like, "Fuck it," you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. We'll okay, find okay. do the reset. <laughs> sure. We'll count it. Yeah. And also the dragon banner. Yeah, this this banner gets some mileage, right? Like I think Rand is carrying it pretty much throughout the series from here on, right? Yeah, it's a pretty sweet banner. Yeah. And I know we've brought it up before, but it's still so weird to me that they don't recognize that creature. I had totally. the same thought. It was like yeah. he's like it's like a weird snake with like feet and and a dragon and a, like a lion head or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's such yeah. a weird quirk of these books that they talk about dragons all the time but there are no dragons and nobody knows what a dragon is yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they even have cannons later they call dragons yeah that are just cannons you know because yeah. and like bombs that are dragon eggs or something yeah. <laughs> which never really made sense to me but you know yeah yeah like, why do we call them dragons hasty edit to the next scene <laughs> <laughs> so they found all the stuff it's really cool uh, the the Quindalar thing is a seal of the Dark One's prison that has broken. Yep. Uh, even though it's, so it's still Quindalar. Later on, when they break, they can be chipped with a knife. Yeah, right? but this one they can't even break with steel. Yeah. I think this is just, it's probably just because this is the, before the material of them actually weakens. Maybe this mm. is broken by something else. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. I, I or maybe Quindalar is tied with tied up with the pattern and the way things are, are created to be. And as the pattern is unraveling, all the Quindalar gets softer. Yeah. Uh, I liked how. Nynaeve hands Lan her knife to test the Quindalar with, and he just fucking smashes it and breaks the knife. Yeah. He did not have to do that. <laughs> he did not have to break her knife. No. <laughs> He's like, shitty tear. He's like, the best steel in tear. And he rolls his eyes and he's like, that's my like, knife. If well, I was Moraine, I'd be like, you didn't, come on, come on. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't telling you to shit my knife up. Come on, man. I was going to use that. He's got, a, he's under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure because he can't smash something else. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's a good point. He directed all of that energy. Yeah. Yep. There's a, right here at the end of this chapter. There's a line where Moraine says that Rand, from now on, Rand can live his life as the pattern weaves and a dream of home, which is kind of one of those like I said I twisty statements, right? Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. she knows that Rand is not going home here. Yeah, yes. she's just trying to she make totally him feel knows. better, right? But he, she still doesn't level with him here, right? No, absolutely not. Even after all this, she's like, "You're done," and and he even thinks that she believes that, but we know that that's not. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Like she could. She could just tell him. She could tell him the truth right now. And You're the dragon. Yeah. We know. She knows. Yeah, but she doesn't. Yep. She's so shifty. I know. Uh, I really like the Moraine character. Chapter 53, The Wheel Turns. Icon of the Wheel of Time. Uh, before they leave, Loyal sings up the uh, the acorn that is all that's left of the green man. Aww, I actually does. really love this, because yes. yeah, the, as, they're, as they are standing there, the blight is killing the, that great oak that the green man turns into, and Loyal's like, no, that's 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 not okay, you know. Yeah, tree brother, he calls him. Yeah, the, the blight will not take tree brother. Yeah, and yes. and so he sings up the tree, and the tree is strengthened and huge and amazing, as big as a house. And as they ride away, they can still see the tree. Yeah, safe in the blight. And Rand even thinks he sees the seven towers with like repaired yeah. with flags at the top. That's wacky. Like what crane. is that? I don't know. I was wondering the same because thing. A like, little bit of foretelling? Like he doesn't just think he sees it, right? Like he looks again and it's like, I can still see those, the towers shimmering above the broken ruins. Maybe it's like a power thing. He's all hopped up on power juice so he can have like a foretelling or something. Right? Maybe yeah. I, I, we don't know if anyone else actually sees that, right? I, yeah. I, presumably if Land saw that, he'd say something, right? Mm-hmm. But, but Land never looks at the towers. You're right. No, that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it is interesting. He sees like a shadow or a ghost of the towers above them. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful though. Yeah. It is. The blight is quiet now, right? Yeah. They they're kicked on, the Balsamon's ass. <laughs> the Nazis are on a coffee break, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they head out, and when they get out of the blight, it is spring again. Because he kicked Balsamon's ass. Right. <laughs> They get to Faldara. It is a grand celebration at Faldara because a, a amazing victory has been won. A miracle. Intar's so pissed off that I know. I know. Totally. They're like the totally only person it. who's not celebrating is Intar. Uh huh. He's like, oh, I'm just mad because I didn't get to go. You know, participate. It's like, yeah, yeah sure, bro. That, that's why I'm upset that, uh-huh. the, that the good guys won. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. Intar. Once again, not suspicious at all. Yeah. yeah. And then they they talk to Agamar. Um, Agamar tells him what happened, a miracle happened, you know, that a guy showed up and, and blasted all the shadow spawn with, you know, fire and lightning, and Agamar's like, oh, it was probably a channeling guy, right? That's not very good. Yeah. And I guess he didn't recognize Rand. Yeah. probably a good thing. Which is quite lucky. Yeah. Uh, but Moraine, at, at this point, is the, this is the first time that she says the fight's not really over, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Moraine shows him the horn. I feel so for- sorry for Agomar. Every time. Every time. Because, like, first he was super excited that the Aes Sedai showed up. He was yeah. like, that'll help us win the battle. And then he was, what was the second thing he was excited about? She's uh, like, no, you can't. It was land, too. Also. Yeah, yeah. Oh, land is here to, like, raise his kingdom and, and improve the morale. And Agomar also wanted to send some, like, special forces guys with him to help them. And she's like, yeah. no, 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 you can't even do that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, here's the Horn of Larry. He's like, yeah, we could use this to destroy the bite. She's like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This I, poor fucking guy. I just feel like she's doing it on purpose now. Yeah, I mean, I, we're going to take it to Ilian, IDK, whatever, but you can't have it. Yeah. But he's I don't like, know what we're going to do And it's it. not even that he wants to, like, save his own land. He's like, we're going to go level Shile Gold. Like, he wants to go destroy the he source of evil. He wants to save the world. Yeah. yeah. She's like, nope, we're just taking this to fucking Ilian. Yeah. Yeah. She does, like, she's like, I don't know why, but, you know, it just seems like that's the place that needs to be. Poor Agomar. Right, yeah. It's this guy. And then, like, later on when he shows up again, he just gets, like, dream manipulated by Grendel. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. This guy's just, like, got a, got a rough road, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's true. Most of the, the great captains, they all, all the great captains have kind of a rough time. Think about, like, uh, Rodell, the wolf pack. Yeah. Oh, no, he has the worst of all that <laughs> poor his, fucking guy. His time is so bad that when it ends by him being tackled out of nowhere by a crazy wolf guy, it's like a relief. Like, <laughs> Thank goodness my <laughs> torment is over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Poor Rodell. Yep. So, then a few days later, Rand is training with Lan yep. uh, with sword fighting, which is I guess he's going to do forever. Yep. Uh, he says a teary goodbye to Egwene because he has to go off where he can't hurt anyone else. Yep. He's not sure where he's going, but he's not going home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a line here. He says, I'm going to try not to channel. I'd rather cut off my own hand than channel again. Hey. Oh, uh, shit. Foreshadowing. Yep. yep. And then... Cut to Moraine. Moraine. Listening in on them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Giggling to herself. Yes. And she says to herself, the dragon is reborn. Yep. Uh, so I guess, you know, it might explain a lot if you, you assume that Moraine is listening to what everybody's saying all the time. Yeah. She has that, that little stone that she uses. I mean, she doesn't need the stone for it, but she uses it as a focus to eavesdrop magically. Yeah. Yep. And the end. Yeah. The end. It's kind of a, a little bit of a bittersweet ending. I like it. 
Yeah. yeah, I I think I think the reread on this uh, this book was 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 pretty enjoyable. I'd say, yeah. I enjoyed it more the second go round once I had more context for everything else. Agreed. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know it 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 didn't feel stale because it's been how many years since we read it the first one five like, or six like five, five or six years. So we've been doing this for yeah forever. Uh, so it, it didn't feel stale. There, there were parts that I remembered, but there were definitely parts that uh, were new again to me, or mm-hmm. you know, at least I, I got to be surprised a little bit. You know, yeah, there was stuff that I didn't pick up on the first few times I read it, and, and I did pick up on this time, which was really a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think our discussions have all have also like allowed me to to catch a lot more stuff. Just the fact that I'm you know taking notes and we like you know bounce ideas off. I think it's pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. So this is the end. We we are really, actually, definitely at the end now. Yeah, of, for really reals. Yeah, the Wheel of Time series. Uh, okay. I mean, except for the TV series, which we're probably going to continue yeah, to we're talk about the TV watch series. and talk about. Uh, Dunk on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just I I I, uh, I know that not all of us are excited about it, but I know that our our listeners will appreciate that we're going to do the painful bits of watching it and tell them why for it sucks. For you, you know, I I am gonna go into season two with renewed optimism because it's been so long since season one came out that would be good. They they might be doing reshoots. They might be like hearing the fans and being like, you know what, maybe maybe that love triangle between Perrin and Egwene. And ran was a little a little bridge too far, you know. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they'll walk it back. Maybe they're just gonna start over from scratch. Yeah, just just like it's gonna. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> the, do, the, over, the, do over. The beginning of the first episode, Brandon's gonna wake up. <gasps> that was a weird dream. <laughs> I'm back in the two rivers. Okay, yeah. I'm sure everything's fine. I, I dreamed the parent had a, a wife that he accidentally killed. Yeah, uh, parent's <laughs> not married, and I I dreamed that Matt's whole family were were criminals, and and you know Matt's Matt's dad is a, is an upstanding dude, a horse trader, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is this is the end of the this book series, and um, I, I mean, it's it's a bit bittersweet, right? Like I, I really enjoyed reading these, and we've been doing this for a very long time now. Yeah, yeah. I know. It is, it's our life's work. Yeah, we'll uh, be remembered long after we're all dust. Yes, when and, the, the age that gave it birth comes again, or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, once we have done a couple more of these, we'll probably come back and do this one again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you, the, the look of pain on Jeff's face. Well, I, I love these books, but boy, we've been reading them for a long time. We really have. I'm going to go and read, is the next one The Dragon Reborn? The Great Hunt. The Great Hunt. Great I'm going to go back and reread The Great Hunt. I don't know if I'll get through it, though, if I don't have it to discuss with y'all. Yeah. We'll see. To see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Also, listeners, thank you for listening to this. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. The, the emails we've gotten from you have been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we hope you'll follow us to our next series. We are not done doing this podcast. We're just done doing this book. Yeah, um, and we're pretty sure what we're going to cover next, and we'll drop a we'll drop something in this podcast feed for you to know. Yeah, uh, we'll, we, we'll announce it soon. But uh, uh, in the meantime, this is you know not goodbye, but you know. Wait, Armadillo's wait. signing off. Armadillo's signing off for now. For now. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters. <laughs> <laughs> no, we aren't. Lies. Too robotic. Uh, next time, the end. There is no next time. Uh, we'll be starting a new series that we'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe and Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those after all these years. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the the light light illumine you. you.